This is the Delivery Space podcast. Whether you're interested in software delivery, business change or transformation, we've got some great content lined up for you. We launch into different areas of project delivery and bring you those insights and experiences that you don't get from a book. Welcome, it's Sharon and Nisha, and this is episode number 18 on embracing agility through experimentation. Morning, Nisha. Hey, morning, Sharon. Episode number 18 already. You have just blown my mind. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Welcome, TK. Welcome, Arif. It's so good to have you. Thank you. It's really lovely to have you. Um, So guys, we are excited to be joined by two good friends of ours. Um, Let me give you a brief introduction and then we will hand over to TK and Arif uh, so that they can explain a bit more about their backgrounds. You can get to know them. So um, TK, we call affectionately, but full name Thomas um, is an experienced professional coach, change agent, facilitator and systems thinker with a focus on objective results and servant leadership, something that I and Sharon identify with fully. Um, Arif is a leadership and team coach who enjoys nurturing safe, positive and trusting spaces. Welcome guys. Hi, nice to be here. Thank you very much. Nice to be here indeed. Thank you. Um, would you like to give a bit more of um, a background into um, yourselves and you know, kind of how you've come to do the work, the really good work that you're doing with Humble Associates? Do you want to go first, TK? Of course. So, um, TK, thank you for a great introduction, Nisha. I call myself the chief thought provoker of Humble Associates. Um, what I do is I tend to help companies think differently, um, experiment, and see how they can kickstart agility, especially outside of IT. It's uh, my current focus. Um, as you said, I'm a professional coach, a leadership coach, really focusing and mostly working with the leaders in companies, because I think this is where the change really needs to happen uh, to embrace. Mm-hmm. And in terms of uh, Humble Associates, we work with quite a few clients, again, mainly outside of IT. And we do specialize in this kickstarting of the great agile journey um, to change things where they need to change in a way that isn't cookie cutter. Well, I tend to say mm-hmm. we don't uh, give people the fish. We teach them how to fish and help them make change and agility a part of their DNA. So that's me and Humble Associates, but I guess Arif has something to add. Thanks, TK. Yeah, I think, uh, what can I say more about myself? But I have been working in agile environments for, gosh, since 2010, I guess. So it's been a very long time. Um, but yeah, I, I think latterly and, and more with Humble Associates, it's more of, of this coaching approach to the work that we do. I, I find that very powerful. I enjoy that quite a lot. And uh, having coming coming from a place of empathy, understanding and listening uh, really helps us uh, get in tune with our client needs a bit more, uh, open up their thoughts into other possibilities, asking the right questions, provoking them a bit uh, into what could be possible. Um, and yeah, I really love, you know, I think that with the work we do, as TK was highlighting, it's uh, this idea of um, showing them new possibilities and, and the way we uh, deliver our content and the way we work with them 
uh, it, it's very from the back and they are immersed in it all the way through and we're showing them, we're guiding them, we're coaching them, uh, as I said, from that place of curiosity, understanding, empathy. That really works, I think, for the clients that we work with and uh, for me as well. I, I really enjoy that. So that's that's a bit, a bit more about my style and what I, I do and how uh, we bring that into Humble Associates. Thank oh, you. Great. Thank you. I hope to learn more about that as we go through the questions as well. So to set the scene for our listeners, why is agility so important for organisations today? Who's going to take that question? So I think uh, well, I think one of the things that we've we've been looking at and and we're aware of as well. I mean, if you just look at the uh, pandemic uh, that we've had uh, and that we're still facing around the world, uh, that's still you know, and then unfortunately other events in Europe as well. Uh, the world is constantly in flux. Uh, things are constantly changing. It's very unpredictable. Um, and, uh, you know, organizations need to be set up to be able to be resilient to change, uh, to be able to respond uh, and deal with these events when they're not expecting it. Um, and so with the clients we work with, especially, uh, we're really key to get this message. Was the really key thing is getting this message across, I suppose, um, and, and really helping them understand that, you know, reviewing the way they're set up, the re reviewing the way they are organized, the way the work is organized, the way they're structured, all of these things uh, in order to be better able to uh, withstand change um, and 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 uh, uh, react uh, when events around them uh, and the world around them is moving uh, is critical. Um, so that, 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 that's some of what we focus on and that's what we believe in is really important in terms of the work we do. I don't know if TK, you want to add something yeah, to that? Yeah, I'd add that, you know, for, for a lot of sectors, um, the adoption of agility is, is really progressing from the initial adopters to like the early majority. And it starts to become less of a competitive advantage and more of an expected thing for people to have. Um, it's just it's quite interesting. Uh, you know, my, my sister's husband works in, in a university. I wouldn't expect them um, thinking about agility as much as, as a, um, an organization like this, but he says the word agile is being moved and talked about so much in, in so many ways. And I was just surprised to hear that. So yes, um, it is important because it starts to become just the way people do things. And I like the way that the, the way that both of you have, have spoken about your approach. It's you've not described some purely technical elements there, right? You've talked about the leadership elements that need to be in place, the mindset shift that needs to happen that's so important because I believe there is a, a, a legacy of thought, a legacy mindset, a legacy kind of set of structures that we've built up over time um, as a society within these corporate organizations to get things done, right? We've done that in the past and, and that's given us results. But now is the time to shift our thinking so that, yeah, we can provide, I guess, as, as organizations, the first move into the market of a product, get the products that we're producing into the hands of customers first. 
um, so that, you know, we can get start fueling that feedback loop and start improving what we're providing. And, and, and what you said, TK, really strikes a chord with me that that's now becoming an expected thing within the industry, which itself is a driving force for organizations to say change. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's worth right. adding on that. If it is, uh, we, we're finding that with clients as well. It's more of a pull now. They they're coming from all different backgrounds, sectors, you know, and they're saying, "Oh, we've we've we're aware of this uh, agile thing. We need some help. We, we're trying to dabble in it, but we don't know what we're doing. It's a bit like you know, blindfolded and trying to, you know, plot a path through. So that that's where we, I think, we have that ability to come in and, you know. Sh- it's a bit like you know opening the door to see what the possibilities are and then and they see that and then it's okay what what can we help you with to get you started and get you through the door and then hopefully you're able to you know progress your way through your journey uh that that's mm. a bit it's a bit like that with, with what we're seeing and it's quite difficult for our clients actually because the agile market is quite fragmented there's so many methods frameworks and processes and you know people get lost um, mm. so we should do that. It's not about the process and the methods. It's mostly about the mindset and the leadership, but this is what people see. Uh, they see the post-its, they see the, the software frameworks, they see the scaling frameworks and, you know, they just think it's as easy as that or as difficult as that, but it's, it's, it's the unseen that really matters. Mm. Mm. And that leads nicely into our, our next question. So. When it comes to an organization increasing agility, you've obviously worked with many clients uh, throughout the years. What are some of the common pitfalls that you see that uh, organizations might need to be aware of before launching straight in? No, that's a, that's a really good uh, question. Thank you, thank you, Sharon. I, I think well, from what we've been seeing and the work we've been doing, um, and we were talking just before uh, we started recording, we we're talking these uh, some of our experiences and and um, this idea of uh, it being process led uh, is a big uh, uh, challenge that we've seen, and organisations uh, treating agility purely from that lens. Uh, mm-hmm. They they do uh, face challenges uh, further down, um, and then there's also this other view of it being can being top down, uh, and this idea of we need to go through some significant transformation. What we uh, are doing is completely the opposite. It is very grassroots in some way. It is leadership led, but it is also grassroots. But it's it's all about. A slow. It's still all about an evolution uh, of of where you are. We uh, we respect where you are right now. Uh, we don't need to overhaul and transform you from day one. We respect your starting point. That's also very much of a coaching position. You know, working mm. with clients is where are you now and where do you want to get to. Um, so that that's how we do things. But yeah, there is some of those pitfalls that said about this idea of it being a big transformation, a big it can be top down, uh, very process led, um, uh, and also the other thing with that is when there's a lack of knowledge about what agility really is there is a risk it becomes weaponized as well so it can be used to kind of you know uh, uh, beat people with as a stick so to speak uh, as a metaphor um but i know tk wanted to add a few more things to that as well i guess you know it's also the deceptive simplicity of it um you know because what we've seen is a lot of people say oh we know what it is or we are already agile uh, whereas actually what happens is, you know, they, they only scratch the surface or they mm-hmm. might be doing it in their own way. 
Um, because there is no one single holy book of agility. Um, there are so many denominations, variations and everything. And, you know, if, again, as I said, if you focus on the shiny bits, so the processes, the frameworks, nice diagrams, you might miss the point. And many people do, unfortunately. I like the um, the coaching led approach that you say you take. So rather than going in and say, right, we're going to retransform your whole <laughs> business. Yeah. I like that you say you kind of start from grassroots level and from where they currently are and you take them on that journey, yeah. which I think is, is so important for success, isn't yeah. it? Well, I think the, the critical thing from what we, our experience, what we've learned and work we do, uh, it, it has to be led by the people closest to the work. So if you are, you know, if the people who are doing the work need to be fully involved and, and fully participatory in the journey of getting towards agility. Um, so that's, that's where it can be more successful. Um, if it is a case of it's being top down and, and brought in from outside and process led, there's not much, you know, uh, well, there's not much of a chance, but it is harder for it to be successful. So um, it's important to, I suppose, point that out. Um, maybe something for our listeners as well. Yeah, yeah. you might have seen a comic yeah. strip where, you know, a, a person at the podium asks, who wants change? And everyone raises their hands. But if when he asks, who wants to change? No one does. And that's yeah. what really happens is, you know, just asking yourself a question if you want to be the change you want to see in the world, uh, which mm. is what really makes a difference. And that's what makes it succeed. Because mm. you hear a lot about the whole mindset shift that needs to take place in order to introduce that true agility, but to make that agility systematic within your organization so that everyone of all level all, all levels understands what that change is. Often in transformation programs, it's this big um, vision of a transformation. But if you ask anyone within an organization or pockets of people to repeat back to you what it means to them, if you ask five people, you're going to get five different answers. And, and that's often the case because everyone's looking at it through their lens, which is great, I guess, from a certain perspective. But to be able to tie it back up to a, a purpose for the organization can, can sometimes be really effectively handled by leadership. So guys, what part does leadership actually play in encouraging that, that spirit of experimentation, that, that um, acknowledgement that the coaching does need to happen in order to facilitate that change and take everyone from all levels on that journey? It's, it's quite a fundamental role, actually, I guess most important. Um, when you think about leadership and the way people work in organizations, we tend to say about managers and leaders that, you know, they um, tell people what to do, they give us raises, they, they can uh, make us redundant. But actually, the, the, the fundamental uh, purpose of leadership is to model behaviors. Um, so mm -hmm. when we come to an organization, when we work on an organization, we which we as employees or people being a part of a given organization, we look up to our leaders to see what behavior is expected and um, accepted. So with the agile way of work with experimentation, what tends to happen, especially since for some it's quite revolutionary, quite different to what has been done before, you might have a situation of people thinking, are they really serious? Is there is, you know, it's easy to say a mindset shift 
but do people talk the talk or walk the walk? Yeah. Um, is there a real change in people's behaviors? And by which I mean the leaders, because it's yeah. easy to say, we want you to use post-its or, you know, some software solution. But on the other hand, are you really changing the way you think? Are you really changing the way you act? And people will look to their leaders to see if they're really serious about it. And this is why one of our key principles is that the leaders need to go first. Our, you've talked, we talked about the uh, top-down transformation, Arif said, yeah. but you know, there's also the bottom-up. What we tend to do is what we call middle-out. So we tend to start to work with the people that are the glue in the organization, which is the middle management layer. The most difficult yeah. ones, the, the one that people described as the permafrost. We believe that the, the, most of the people are looking up to them to see if um, p- things can be done differently. So we believe that after building some foundational understanding, we really need to work with leaders so they can model the, the behavior they want to see in everyone else. And to demonstrate they're really serious about it because if they're not, not they're not, what's the point? I think Arif may have something to add here. Yeah, I think we talked about the coaching earlier on and uh, that that's a critical thing. So it's taking them on some kind of journey where they can explore their leadership style, uh, explore, you know, what, what where their approach to leadership might be supporting or detracting efforts to you know embrace agility within organization so it's, it's taking them on that journey and then through uh, supporting that with leadership coaching uh, and, and, and and team coaching as, as a leadership group that we can help them really uh, kind of surface up those challenges and identify how they want to address them you know um, but there has to be that commitment obviously for this to work mm. they need to want to go through this change um but we think it's really critical for agility to really uh, grow in an organization and, and middle something oh, oh sorry, sorry Nisha. i was I just going to say that's something that i've definitely seen from my um experience that the leadership may say we want to do this thing but it's when they actually embrace the whole cultural and mindset change that you know okay everybody's bought into this mm. because people do look up to them to like you said lead with that behavioral shift so i think when they fully embrace it and are on board and make that shift that's when you really see um you know the success um sorry nisha you were- no i was go- i was going to say um a similar thing that I think leaders need to start getting better and it can only happen through coaching, I believe, is start describing what is that to be mindset? What is that to be culture that you actually want to see? Mm-hmm. It's so easy saying, yes, we need a mindset shift to make this big transformation happen. What does that feel like to you? What does that feel like to you when you get there? How is it going to feel like for that, for every layer within your organization to operate underneath that? Right. What is it? What is um, a tester going to feel operating in that environment as opposed to a scrum master, as opposed to somebody in marketing, as opposed to somebody in sales? What is it going to feel like to them? How are they going to feel different operating in that culture? And I think leaders need to get get better. And some of them I've seen great examples but just describing what that culture change actually is. It's no good saying, yeah, we're going to move towards a culture change, eh? What's that going to look like, right? How's it going to feel? How how can you make that a visceral target for somebody like so that they can 
you, you can really enrapture them with, you know, and engage them with that description. That is, I think, really important to get to. It's a good point, Nisha. And, you know, you can't teach um, the mindset. Um, you just have right. to coach it. And a lot of people make this mistake of thinking that training will suffice. You know, you need to build some foundational knowledge to start with. So there's proper foundations to build from. But um, the, the, the challenge is, you know, the training only goes so far. And working with groups of leaders, really understanding what people fear and what they want to achieve and what's needed is key in this approach. Mm. But also having a, a safe to fail culture, permitting experimentation yes. so we can try things. I was just going to add, and TK just touched on it there, that, that, that's, that last point really creek, excuse me, key uh, around that safe to fail culture. And since the topic is experimentation, I think worth just to highlight a little bit there, which is we, with the uh, employees in that organization, with the staff, you know, trying and creating or not trying or creating that idea of experimentation where they mm -hmm. experiment on things they want to change in an organization with the support of leaders, but in a safe way is how we feel we can demonstrate that, you know, journey and it becomes, can be more successful and sustainable and even scalable as well. So that that's mm. something to just, you know, bring that together into that as well. And that's a big signal, right? That's a big signal to a change in culture. When you empower teams to be able to make that change, regardless of whether it's a technical delivery that's going to yeah. pop out of the other end, it could be a piece of business change. Exactly. It could be a reorganization or a restructuring of teams or, you know, a repositioning. But being able to create that level of, um, oh, bless you, TK. Thank you. <laughs> being able to create that that level of, oh, it's actually safe to make those changes. I'm not going to be reprimanded for thinking outside of the box. Yes, exactly. I can come forward with with things that I feel are not working, um, you know, and, and with, with help of kind of open coaching questions to get to that place is really empowering for people. That's it. Absolutely. Yep. And I think, you know, just, just as you said, having this safe space. But I think what creates this safe space is the feeling of community. So we mainly, yeah. we do individual coaching quite a lot, but our biggest... Um, work comes from the group settings. Um, so working with relationships, with leadership groups, to, so they can understand that they have similar problems um, mm -hmm. and they face a similar transformation. They need to change in a similar way. So it's really helpful to be a part of the community that changes, not to have to go through it alone. Mm. Yeah, agree. Because like you said, then you can learn from each other and you're not in isolation thinking, why is this so difficult? <laughs> You've got yeah. support from your peers. Are you able to touch on some of the work that you've done in this space with one of your clients to uh, give our listeners a bit more flavour? Yep. Um, you know, it's quite interesting because agility is usually associated with technology, but we mainly work uh, for clients that are outside of the digital space um, because they they yearn this agility so much and they, they believe it can help their core processes. Um, one of the clients we worked with is a multinational FMCG and, and food producer, quite well known. And what we did with them um, this year and, and last year too, is um, we made the Agile Disruptor project a part of onboarding for their management high potential trainees. Um, so every 
trainee that comes in to be a leader in this particular organization goes through an agile disruptor project when they form teams and they work for five months to make a small but disruptive change in their business. Um, and this is how through experimentation or iterations, actually, because they, they work in monthly iterations, they've introduced agility to the organization. Um, not as an IT mandated thing or through, you know, some PowerPoints is through getting the young, wonderful, um, leaders that come to the organization, experience it firsthand. That's so exciting. Um, I would have loved that coming into an organization and having that ability. What's the feedback that you've got so far from it? I mean, it's been it's been really good. I, I think um, the we've been working closely with their talent team uh, to build this, and uh, and it's a worldwide effort. So we've got teams from uh, all over the globe because it's quite it's quite like so Asia Pacific and Australia New Zealand. So the hours have been quite tough, but um, right. but yeah, overall the the feedback has been really good. They've they've uh, been really enjoying it. They found it very um, powerful mechanism to disrupt uh you know either so there's a range of things i mean we've got some projects around they've picked around which are you know core processes to how they run their business so mm -hmm. um some team looking at their you know procurement processes for example and and then the others are very left field like uh uh, they want to introduce a new food concept and how can they do that and how can they, you know, use agility to kind of uh, innovate and, and get that new food concept off, off up the ground, you know, off the ground kind of thing. So very, very, very varied, sorry, um, very um, broad and, and they've, they've taken to it really well, really excited about it. We run mentoring sessions, clinics, we're doing a lot of support with them as well as the teams are running. Um, but I think the critical thing is, as TK was highlighting, um, the, re the really enjoyable thing has been to see how they've been able to apply, you know, really simplified agile techniques uh, mm. with the right experimentation, you know, mindset to business challenges that they've got, you know, and then they're able to do it and they're able to monthly on basis show some results. So we, we, with the experiment approach, it's very much not about show, you know, a delivery as such, but it's more about what hypotheses are you making? What experiments can you run? What can you try and uh, deliver in a safe to fail manner? Um, mm -hmm. And if it fails, that's okay, uh, because the leadership are okay with that. You know, everyone's on board with failure is acceptable um as long as it's safe and then go again the next iteration try something different you know um, and right. that's been a really consistent message all the way through uh, so that's been really powerful um uh, amazing, again, the interesting yeah. thing we've Wonderful. encountered them is even though we have these themes of trainees there's also sponsors some quite senior leaders actually in the regions and the in the business units and i think the transformation has been the most profound for them uh because mm. again you know we've spent a lot of time with the leaders helping them understand how they need to behave differently around this mm. theme, around this particular endeavor of, of a disruptive challenge. And um, yeah, for some, that is quite eye-opening, I have to say. So there's a senior leader, there's a deputy working with a team of trainees, usually five or six. And I have to say, um, working with the leaders was actually quite rewarding because, yeah, you can see how the penny drops, how they can see the contrast from their way of work, the way they need to work with this particular team. And I think this will really bear fruit. Love this. 
It's such a good example. I'm going to take that away from um, uh, from this session. And um, I hope that leaders and, and others that are interested in agility can will listen to this and figure out that there is a possibility, a way, a, a configuration that they can run within their organizations like this to instill agility cross-functionally, right? Because in your example, the cross-functional teams coming together, experimenting on what they think will work. Um, and and they be, will be considering like the value stream that they're impacting within their organization as well through oh, that. Yeah. So super powerful. I love that example. And thank you for bringing that to us. Thank you very much. You're Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. You've been amazing. We're at that point in the podcast where we ask you um, for a key takeaway for our listeners. So <laughs> please do share. Yeah, sure. Um, I think for, I'll go first and, and, and Tika can add something. I think it's uh, from what we do and what we enjoy doing, it's that, uh, you know, creating a safe space for uh, experiments to happen uh, for a group of people to come together and try something different within some kind of structure, obviously, but to experiment on it and see whether it's successful or not and, you know, iterate on that. Um, so if you can even try and create that in your environment where you are and that might bear fruit and show you that there is an approach that you can apply agility through doing an agile way, uh, you know, through an agile way, essentially, that, that, that would be my key takeaway that I'd like to share. And Thank for me, you. it's like embracing agility. It's like losing weight. Um, people <laughs> tend to advertise and look for a magic pill that they can just take, uh, but it doesn't work that way. You know, if you're looking for someone to come and install your agile, the agile process for you, you want to get the benefit. As with losing weight, you need to change your lifestyle. Um, it is for the best, uh, but it takes a while and it's a bit more involving than you think. TK loves a good metaphor. I think that's a good one there. Love it. <laughs> it's a good metaphor. One I, I can it. identify with. <laughs> Nisha, how about you? Oh, um, let me just add uh, to TK's metaphor. I fully understand, which is why my LinkedIn profile says aspiring vegan, because the law of cheese is real. <laughs> okay, people, <laughs> it's real. Um, cheese is but awesome. Also, uh, cheese, I know, I know, but it's no good no for good. like the target weight or the target yes. level of fitness yeah. you want to get to, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, what I take away from this, which I, I absolutely love the idea of, is the pockets of disruption of the pockets of experimentation that you can instill within an organization to inspire not only leaders, but others within different levels of an organization to understand what operating with that spirit of agility, with that spirit of experimentation feels like. Once they get an idea of that feeling of what that looks like and what that feels like, they can see an impact it's going to have. So I love that. And, I, and I, yeah, as I said, I'm going to take that away from this session. So that's an awesome idea. Thank you, guys. Sharon, please share. Oh, so I think for me, I'm going to take away the, the coaching approach of going in at grassroots level and working with organisations from where they are, rather than kind of going in and saying, we're going to transform everything, change yeah. everything, change all of your processes. It's taking them on that journey. And also it's the behavioural and mindset shifts that some of the senior leaders and, and management need to go on in order for everyone to work together successfully. So I think those are my takeaways, Nisha. 
Thank you guys. A cracking session with lots and lots of thought-provoking comments, which Sharon and I always love. We always get so much out of these sessions. Um, so thank you for sharing your experiences. What platforms can people find you on um, if they want to work with you and get in touch with you and connect? The easiest way to do it is actually on LinkedIn. Um, we obviously also have a website. Um, so we're actually very active on LinkedIn. We're doing uh, monthly, um, not webinars, but workshops. And the next one is coming on the 24th of May about agility outside of IT. So keeping start agility outside of IT. Um, just find us on LinkedIn. We're, we're very active there or go to our website and give us a shout. Um, we'd love to talk to you. Websites, humble.associates. Very easy to find and uh, or you can Google it. Google us, I'm sure you'll find us there as well. Cool. Thank you. We'll include your profiles and also um, the website link to Humble Associates. I can testify, I've been on a couple of your webinars. Um, they're super interactive sessions and awesome for networking and meeting others within uh, the Agile space as well. So um, yeah, Great. it's been lovely having the both of you on. Likewise, you up our days. Me. thank you. It's really cool. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, so um, thanks for watching and listening, everyone. Look out for our next video. Please like and follow us on our social media platform so you don't miss out. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.